Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Are you PNLP? This is the Premier Non-League Podcast. Alright, Pete, I know um, episode 38, we're back. I know the guys really missed us after the last one because they had to comment on it quite a few times that we were missing and all that boring worthing stuff. But we're back to make the podcast a bit more interesting tonight, aren't we, Peter? <laughs> Are we? <laughs> maybe, maybe not. Anyway, maybe um, that maybe they didn't miss us, mate. <laughs> no, I'd well. If I mean, you did listen to it, didn't you, Pete? Did I? I think I did. Well, yes, clearly he hasn't because he knows the abuse we would have got then. Because uh, actually, Pete is the first one to call abuse when I say something about him. But now he can't even say when we're getting stick because we're not here, Pete. But you know, hey ho. But we can give Gareth stick tonight because he's not here. But Chris and Trevor here tonight. How are we doing, guys? Very well, thank you. Yeah, I'm good. But yeah, you sound really good, mate. <laughs> is that is that the late night you had watching Dallas Cowboys? No. Emphasize. One, one, <laughs> word, one, one, one word trip tonight. <laughs> God, he makes it hard. That was um, three words before. No, oh, okay. Well, well, we'll give you three word trip tonight. Anyway, hopefully we'll get more than three words out of tonight. But uh, welcome to episode 38. I think it's only right we start off with, um, obviously, Chris and Shields. Um because they're representing oh Barnet is in the FA Cup well as they would be but um, Shields representing us at the PNLP in in the first round of the FA Cup proper um, after beating Scunthorpe on Saturday uh, great result and uh, you're playing um, who are you playing Chris tell us Forest Green Rovers at home uh, League so, One league struggling one. League One yeah so in theory what a winnable fixture in theory because the thing is with the cup uh, I've seen it plenty of times years ago Cholton played um, oh, a team in Manchester and I, cu- I couldn't think uh, I, we got embarrassed on national TV so it can happen so they're for the taking very much so it was said post game on Saturday by Kevin Phillips that um, you know, the, this South Shields squad has a lot of football league experience in it so a lot of players that pl- who played on Saturday are all ex football league, so they don't they're not frightened of anyone. Um, and yeah, Forest Green have got a tough game on their hands, um, and it should be a, it should be a cracker. It's always one of those, isn't it? That you, you it can be playing a team higher up when they're on a fall. They can use that to sort of kick start their season again try and get them into a bit of routine like by almost making an example in the FA Cup of a team much lower down or it can be one that's there for the taking for the team that's lower down you've seen it so many times as I said um, how did you feel when it came out of the house first one on Kevin Phillips was on BBC TV tonight representing South Shields a few other non-league managers um, first one out of the hat you were quite surprised straight away delighted that we're at home I mean two yeah. years ago we reached the first round proper away at Cheltenham which was 
a bad draw, you know, no fans, and it was a it was a tough task. Cheltenham were in form and ultimately got promoted that season. So um, this time with fans, home draw, Forest Green are struggling in League One. Scunthorpe, who we beat on Saturday, are struggling in National League. The, well, the whole club's struggling, of course. So it's a winnable game. I, I was delighted. Uh, any You take any home tie in the FA Cup at any round, whether it's preliminary, second qualifying, first round, it doesn't matter. You get a home tie, it's it's always there, there or thereabouts. And I'm, I'm delighted. I just hope we get picked for TV because if it's a three o'clock kickoff on Saturday, I can't get there at four o'clock. So I'm a bit gutted. Yeah, I mean, as we said off air, quite selfish of someone getting married at football time on a Saturday, <laughs> isn't it? Especially during the season. I don't know what people think about, but well, you know, yeah, you know. did they get you? Did they get you on the cheap? Is that why? Three o'clock on a Saturday, yeah, mates, right? <laughs> well, if they were real mates, they should have known that Chris might have no, a South Shields game mean. against FA Cup. <laughs> um, well, just looking at here, that the, the the prize money uh, significantly goes up, doesn't it? In um in yeah. this round, um, even so, do they get losers' money as well? Is it just winners' yeah, money for so, this round? So so far in FA competitions so far this season, uh, Darren Tinmouth, one of our listeners and a, a big Shields fan, big friend of ours. Um, he calculated that Shields have won just over £25,000 in prize money so far from the FA competitions. Um, so, uh, yeah, prize money does jump quickly. So it says on the last round, Shields would have won 9375 Uh Yeah. Trev, Trev shake his head because as I think I've just seen here, you don't win anything if you lose, but obviously that's where the T from round one onwards now. So if you yeah. win round one, 41K, that's a lot of money for a non-league club. Um, but then obviously if you are picked to be TV, I mean, the gate receipts are going to be huge. And sometimes you do mm. see some of these clubs. I mean, you don't know sort of case like Forest Green Rovers, but I know before some clubs have said, no, you can, all the non-league side can keep all the money up like when Spurs played. Um, who did Marine. they play in the third round? Marie, they gave they gave them all of their money and obviously it did wonders mm. for the club, probably stabilised them for quite a few years. Um, second round, 67,000. Third round, 105, and so on and so forth. So, you know, what what's the furthest a team's got in the recent years from non-league chaps? Can you think, was it about round four? Round five, was it Sutton? Round five yeah, against Arsenal. The, Link got to the quarterfinals, didn't they? Out of the counties, lost to Arsenal. Yes, yes, yes. Um, so it is achievable, isn't it? You know, these these, these can be quite yeah. prolific. It's that cliche, the look of the draw. It's simple as that. You know, the look of the draw. Shields have been given a, a good home tie. Yes, it'll be tough, but it's a, it is a winnable game. Shields will go there into that just as they went into Saturday. Um, nothing to fear, and uh, safe in the knowledge that you know they they are good enough, but they're not expected to win. So it's a, it's a the weight weight goes off the shoulders a little bit. Now I guess um, Gareth isn't here tonight to um, answer answer his mistakes as we'll make them. But he thought he was hoping you got Sunderland this round, forgetting that Sunderland actually now in the mm, championship. And is right. it right? Is it Trev Reddit's third round championship going with the Premier League? Was it second round? I always get confused. No, third round. Third round. Third so, round, I mean, yeah. obviously, surely that must be, obviously, it is a luck of the draw, but that mm. must be a little targeting Shields supporters' sort of eyes, and especially for yourself, because how would you feel? I know you're obviously Shields through and through, but you're also a Sunderland fan, but how would it fit? Because I've always said this if Worthing ever came to play Charlton, like we played them in the Youth Cup last year, I was very, I was, I was 
well, I was going to commentate with Pete, but then he kicked me off for someone better. <laughs> so I still find the goal. But then, not difficult. No, thanks, mate. But uh, we, um, it was kind of like I wasn't really that bothered by it. But obviously, if it was come to an actual competitive tie like the FA Cup, I Ooh. guess I'd want Worthing to win or do better. I guess probably for you because you're never going to see Sunderland probably making the final. So it's kind of like you'd rather the non-league team. Is that right? Would you say yeah, so? Yeah. Yeah, I would, I would go into the game supporting South Shields. Um, I wouldn't be gutted if Shields lost, mm. um, but I would certainly go into that as a as, as a as a slight, you know, sixty forty favouring South Shields. Can you imagine um, that at the Stadium of Light, or even better, Newcastle United at sort of mm, St James's? Huge, massive, massive. Cause because that would sell a lot of tickets, wouldn't it? Even that they, it's only South Shields. Surely that'd be a massive local earner for the whole well, area. You see a lot of people turn well, up. You would expect if it was against Sunderland, you would expect thousands of Newcastle supporters going to Sunderland just to hope try and see South Shields <laughs> Sunderland and vice versa. Mm. So it would be a huge, huge, huge sell. Mm. Huge. Well, I think that the, the TV getting out this week is it middle of the week normally, I think, after the draw's been done, because the ties take place fourth to the seventh of November. So it's only a couple of weeks away. Um yeah. trying to think, I think it'll be after we it'll be on our next recording date, won't it, if everything goes to plan on that Monday. Yeah. On the uh, on the set, yeah, Monday yeah. the seventh, I think it will be. So yeah. it, that would be the last that you could be Shields live on TV when we're recording or something like that, which Chris could probably be. won't be here. What for? So, or we could do a live yeah. uh, live in the background, a live of, uh, yeah, live feed from uh, uh, Shields commentary and touch him with him every so often. Um, but yeah, overall, happy happy for you, and uh, obviously from all of us, we we, we want you to do well and you know, be uh, you'd be nice to beat those dirty vegans, eh? Yeah, well, thank you. But actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna go into manager speak here because um, my focus is now on the league. Tomorrow night we um, travel to Liversedge. We've got a lot of catching up to do. We've got three phones somewhere. In in, in some cases, five games to catch up. Um, we're in eighth yeah. position in the league. Yeah, and, Chris. And, and... Chris, that's what uh, Kevin Phillips said on Saturday after when he is in his interview, wasn't he? He said um, that he's so told lads not to go mad tonight because. It's yeah, the the key thing is yeah. the three points on Tuesday night. That's what you've got to absolutely. But you've got you know, four games got in hand, so four games in hand, but you've got to win them. I, I'm always the one for having points in the bag. It's like the start Worthing have had. You know, yeah, things aren't great at the moment, but points in the bag means so so much. So um, it's a bit like 2016-17 when South Shields won the quadruple. They won every competition they went in for that year. But they had a lot of league games and there was a spell in the April where we played Saturday, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday. And um, we won the games, but it was a real slog and you don't want that to happen. So back to back to league tomorrow night. We've got um, away to Liversedge tomorrow, home to Warrington Ryle on Saturday. Um, we, we've, we basically got a midweek game for, I think it's five of the next six weeks. So, hard work. And this is always the risk, I guess, isn't it, gents? That um, I mean, you could take Horsham, for example. Was it last season? They they started really slipping down the table at quite an alarming rate, but doing really well in the FA Cup. And Rice, it could be. You run, not that saying it happened to Shields, but there's a real risk that, obviously, you'd like to see them do well in the FA Cup and get some money in the coffers. But you're not going to be winning that FA Cup. You're not going to be getting to Wembley, are you? I mean, it'd be yeah. remarkable. But like, obviously, your goal is overall to get into the National League North and yes. obviously higher than that. So, yes, that is, I guess that is the 
the goal, and it's the risk, isn't it? It's sort of head and heart. So you'd love to see a cup run, but you don't really want to uh, ruin it at the expense of league form. Not at all. Not at all. Um, I, say it, I sound like a manager, but my, you know, my focus is very much on the league. When the cup ties come around, great, but it's all for me all about the league. I've uh, got the FA Trophy still. Uh, don't know what kind of team we'll put out in that. We've got the Durham Challenge Cup. So, I mean, we played a Durham Challenge Cup tie last week. Um, and because of injuries, we had to field um, three or four what you would class as regular first teamers, which isn't ideal. Um, so you've got to be careful. Really, It's a really um, pivotal part of the season already, and we're only in October. Yeah, it's... um. It's starting to take shape. Well, we'll get onto league form in a minute. Um, talking about, you know, we'll, we'll focus on the FA Cup for this bit because obviously it's quite big news for a lot of non-league clubs. And we'll go into a bit more league and obviously we'll touch base, Pete. And uh, I haven't been, I, unfortunately, due to other commitments, I've been uh, away from Worthing for a couple of weeks. So Pete's a man to talk to. Um, any other sort of ties stand out, chaps? Because obviously, Pete telling me now, Charlton are one up against Portsmouth. Happy days. But Charlton have drawn... <laughs> at home to Colville in the Southern League Premier Central. For Colville Town, that's a huge fixture. Um, it does yeah. remind me of last season when we had Haven and Waterlooville in, uh, in uh, round one and their manager was quite um, dismissive, the fact that Charlton only really opened one tier, what their away end and the lower of the West stand for the cup and it wasn't even sold out. And But he was expecting a big crowd. It's like, that's the thing. Like As much as it's big for Colville and it'll be amazing for those players to go and play on the Valley mm. in you know, a massive stadium and a former Premier League stadium, these clubs have got to realise that they're not going to draw unless it was at home. No. If Colville were at home, that would be an absolute sellout. You know it would be. But at the Valley, it'll be the same as last year. And that's what a lot of clubs need to realise, don't they? Yeah, definitely. Uh, Trev, any... Barnet got a home tie, yeah. didn't they? Yeah, I've got Chelmsford at home, nearly one of the last ones out. I'm just looking through the draw at the moment. I, to be honest, bar, bar one or two, and yours as well, Chris, I think most of the non-league sides, it was a, a little bit little bit disappointing, I think, getting drawn away yeah. because they got very little chance of appearing on the TV. I mean, you pick out Bracknell and Ipswich, which I'd hope ends up on the box. Yes. Um, Hereford, Portsmouth might make it as well. Kidderminster, uh, Gillingham might make it. Who? Kidderminster against Gillingham. No, uh, got, 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 got to get past five first, haven't they? Um, oh, I think obviously looking at Bobby Wilkinson, his his former team Bracknell Town got drawn against Ipswich Town at home. Now that's that's a big tie, and also Bobby Wilkinson's new town, uh, new team Wayne yeah. have been drawn against League Two Wimbledon. Just uh, come to and, that. that that might get chosen. Yeah, well, I spoke yeah. to him. I spoke to him quickly, saying happy with the draw just before we came on early. He said, "Yeah, because he's friends with Chris Gunter." <laughs> yeah, well, you got to tap up these friends. Have you know this story? I know. Um, yeah. I, and I think you know, great for him. I mean. If you were Bobby Wilkinson, who would you prefer to be at Bracknell Town and have Ipswich, who are doing well in League One, or you know, I guess it's a winnable tie with Weymouth versus AFC Wimbledon. But if you were them in his shoes, who would you prefer, or do you think they're both quite good draws anyway? Uh, well, Ipswich is the bigger, obviously. Um, the gap between Weymouth and AFC Wimbledon is a little bit closer than Bracknell and Ipswich. Yeah. So, I mean, Weymouth haven't still won a league game yet, I don't think, have they? They've won both their FA Cup games, and no, and no, they've right? won in the south yet. So, you know, maybe that's got a home win written all over it. 
yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, it's it's the magic of the FA Cup. I hate I kind of hate that saying, but it's so true because you you will see some shock shock results in this round, and you'll see it in round two and you'll see it in round three. I mean, some of the way some of the Premier League teams are playing at the moment, I wouldn't be surprised if you could see some scalps at different you know, <laughs> levels if some teams are still in it. Well, Forest, yeah. <laughs> multi-million pound Forest, multi-billion pound Forest. Um, well. I think Hereford versus Portsmouth is another one quite interesting. It's a big game. That's a good one. That'll, that'll be televised. Tokyo Hampton against Derby. Depends on who gets through. I fancy Hampton for the replay on Tuesday night, to be honest, the way yeah. Torquay's season's going at the moment. But, you know... It's amazing, that, it's amazing the fall of Torquay, isn't it? It really is. And um, Kurz and Ashton versus Cambridge United. Uh, yeah, National League that'll North get televised. League One. Yeah. I mean, think you love United versus... Huh? You'll have five on the red button as well, won't you? Either Saturday or Sunday yeah. or, or both. So, so oh, we we, like... we were joking about this, Pete and uh, Trev. You might know, like, so and Chris, it'll be interesting for you. Like, obviously, you're at home anyway, so likelihood you probably won't be commentating. But the rules come in now. If your game was chosen to be televised, and you were saying doing a regular commentary at home, would you be allowed to do that if the BBC are there or not? Because obviously, yeah, you're a non-league club. I mean, because I, I know there are rules and regs that start coming in. Are you allowed to? broadcast even via radio form because it is like the BBC sort of own the rights from now on I, I, it's it's one of those things that I never understand because I know things like drinking next to the pitch is not allowed from round one I'm not sure I, I, if I'm honest um, yeah you, you mentioned that I don't really commentate on home games um, and if it's on the red button for instance even if it was away and you're not travelling most people now have the red button don't they most people. Well, what think... should you do? Because I know Pete. What Pete would do is he'd be uh, behind the goal with his uh, microphone. <laughs> like he's like like rumoured habit that Dover Athletic have banned any away commentary teams. Um, who was it, Pete? They banned. They weren't allowing to come. It was uh, Slough, weren't they? It was Slough at the weekend. For yeah. some reason, they didn't allow Slough to bring their commentary team for no reason. Really? Yeah, and I don't really understand. I mean, Slough. They uh, Pete. Pete quite said they had two. Uh, Quite um, irritating students doing a commentating that Pete was right next to for the whole game. I don't know if quite annoyed at the end. Maybe that's why. But um, yeah, Pete was like, if that if that's the case, then we won't be. Uh, we'll be uh, behind the goal with the microphones on. Trev, you were going to say something there? Yeah, Boreham would do the same as well. They charge. That's crazy. Away, away clubs, yeah. It's the crazy. only only National League club to do so. I, I don't know why, but what National League are. clubs charge for away commentary? Only, only Boreham Woods, yeah. Oh, only Boreham Yeah. As I was say, Pete, Pete, you better start saving up. It's pathetic. <laughs> it's, it's absolutely pathetic. You're, you're doing this service for your, for your, for your home fans. Um, fans, you know, especially away games where your fans can't get there. So you're you're providing a nice biased commentary, which it is, um, <laughs> which, which you know, the fans want to listen to. They don't want to listen to, you know, someone who doesn't know anything about your team or your club commentating. Um, so, yeah, I think it's absolutely pathetic and I need to grow up with Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Finishing on this FA Cup, guys, I think Pete's Alva Church, your second non-league. Alf Church. Alf Church, that's it, sorry, mate. Up the church. And versus Cheltenham away, sorry, not, not a bad tie. Not a bad one. <laughs> not a bad tie. No, and, and, and Cheltenham's not too far as, away either. So, you know, Alf Church will take a few with them. I know Alf Church don't get the greatest uh, uh, crowds, but they're looking at a move, actually. So if they move to the site that I've seen advertised, it used, it's, uh, used to be part of... Um, Aston, uh, sorry, Birmingham City's uh, training ground. Okay. Um, and it's, what, it's did Birmingham City move out of there and to another ground? Is that what it was? I, or? You know, I, I thought they were still there, to be honest, but uh, I haven't been up there for a while. So past that part, neck of the woods. Um, so I'll find that out next time I'll go up. But yeah, it, it's not too far. I think they'll take it through. But like I say, if, if, um, if they get this ground move, it's going to put them on the edge of. Um, a few big sort of um, housing housing estates, and I think that will see their attendances go up a little bit more. Well, the club it's about five the... it's about five miles from where they're based now, but so it's a bit of a trek for local people in Elf Church because it's just a little village. Uh, it'll be good for the club. So the, draw, the draw was there tonight, wasn't it? It was done live from Elf yeah. Church. So Elf yeah. Church, sorry, I need to stop calling Elf Church bloody southerner. Yeah. Um, no, uh, rounding up on the FA Cup, those draws between the 4th and the 7th of the month. Look forward to seeing hopefully some scalps, hopefully shields, and uh, we'll keep an eye out for the TV and the red button to see what's happening. Um, I think one thing about that, Wrexham, obviously talking about Wrexham, is the sort of varying subject we have here. First time they've been broadcast on ESPN Plus. Yeah. Now, what do we think about that? Is is this the sort of Hollywood side getting a bit in the way now and getting a bit silly, or like who's going to really have watched that? Unless I mean, they might have had a big. I don't know what the audience figures were. It's always hard to say. I don't know if Trevor, you've heard anything, but you know, having them on ESPN Plus, like there's going to be so many Americans going, "Who the hell are Wrexham?" Unless they've seen the TV show. Mm -hmm. I think think it's seen broadcast tomorrow night as well. Yeah. No I, I, yeah, my, my, I'm same as you, Chris. I haven't got a problem with it. If you know, fair play to them. It looks like they've mm-hmm. they've bought the club. They asked the fans, and so far they've not shown any intentions in letting the fans or the club down. So mm-hmm. you know, so as far as I'm concerned, if they, you know, fair play to them and let them get on with it. Yeah, that's uh, fair. It's fair enough. I mean, I watching that documentary. I'm yet to finish it, but. Um, I don't know if it's got to the final episode yet, but I've actually quite enjoyed it. And I do like an on-league football documentary. Um, as we know, we have a bunch of amateurs over the summer and that's that's YouTube series has restarted again. I'm yet to watch that. Um, but I think it, it does expose non-league to the good. And, you know, you might get tourists coming over now and trying to find non-league f- fixtures and bring distraction. Mm-hmm. You know what's coming up this winter? 
much the bone of contention of a lot of people is that thing called the World Cup. Oh, Why it's in the winter, God knows. But that's going. To be, it's just going to be the perfect chance, guys, to. Yeah. I, I can answer. I can answer that question, James. Yeah. Money and FIFA. Yeah, we know it. We know it. Yeah, I mean, it's it's that's it's, why it's in winter. It's it's the last. It's the last of the set blatter hangover. Hopefully, mm. um, but it was just. I, I still can't believe. You know, one of the best things about that run we had in the Russian World Cup again, money, whatever. We all know what's going on there at the moment. Was getting to that semi final, just seeing the beer gardens flooded. I mean, how good would it have been after the year we've had of COVID to have had those pubs absolutely rammed to the rafters over the past summer and watched the proper World Cup. God knows what England are going to be doing in the World Cup this year. From performances in the Nations League, it doesn't look too hopeful. But then someone was saying to me, he thinks it was a bypass. So everyone thinks England are going to be crap and we're going to actually just smash them off the park. But it's not going to be the same in the winter. I mean, I don't know what Shields' well, facilities are like. Yeah. Worthing's facilities, like we, we've got this mm. new outdoor bar here, but it's not it's not going to be winterproof. And I think they're still waiting on funding. Mm. And I can't see that being all sorted yeah. within the next month or so. But yeah, well, I think I think that's the thing, to be honest, James, because what you've got is obviously during the Summer World Cup, you've got um, venues putting uh, screens outside, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, setting, especially around London, sort of fan zones and Bits, bits and pieces and there's there's going to be none of that this year so you know it's going to be limited space in public houses or or venues so it's it's not going to be the same it's not going to be the same for me at all. It, for me it's just another opportunity for the likes of non-league clubs to just get a little bit out of it um not mm-hmm. just with attendances on the saturday afternoons or the or the tuesday evenings or whatever but if there are games on and it is it's winter time well i mean i'm i can it's it's easier for us to say because it's South Shields. We've got over a dozen executive boxes, all with TVs. We've got a, a brand new bar with big screens, a marquee with a big screen, uh, a clubhouse with um, three separate rooms with TV. So Shields could actually make a real go of it and get hundreds in. But even if a football club had one clubhouse room and one reasonable size TV. It's an opportunity to make income that you wouldn't ordinarily make mm. on a midweek or you know or, or Saturday evening if you're playing away on a, in November and December. So it's I'm I'm not too bothered about the World Cup being in the winter this year because I think it helped. It's going to help for once. The professional game is going to help grassroots football. Now, Chris, it's um, that's a good thing about Celsius. And we know you've not been to Worthing, and I know it's on your list of things to do and us vice versa, but we're quite landlocked where Worthing's ground is and mm. there's not really anywhere to move. But in the past couple of weeks, like basically the old brigade of the club, they we had this front bar, which is at the entrance to the ground. It's a big building. quite. It's not it's not the most sightly of buildings, is it, Trev and Pete? It looks like it's quite awful looking. I'm hoping George and the team might make it a bit more attractive with some cladding or something to make it look a bit more welcoming. At the moment, it just looks... What would you describe it as, Pete? Would you say, Trev, like maybe if it you, you, you could think it was a garage or something. I mean, Pete, you've lived in Worthing for so many years, didn't even realise there was a football ground behind us so often, did you? <laughs> because it, it does, and Trev, you'd probably agree, it doesn't look like a football ground entrance, does it? No, it looks a bit like a. Oh, I was going to say a leisure centre, but not even yeah. that. It's a bit. It's well, I suppose it's, it's more, like an in, industrial unit. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It looks, yeah, looks yeah, a yeah. bit. Looks a bit something out of the sixties yeah. and seventies, really, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, sort of thing you see yeah. on the football football films like yeah. that go back yeah. to that kind of era. 
So, Chris, what Worthing have done, and anyone listening, if you don't know, Worthing uh, sold off the lease to a gym, and that whole building was leased out to a gym that sort of, it's not one of the, it's like, well, I think it's one of those private sort of gyms that, you know, they've already got, a, it's not a group or a chain, and the, the club do now use it with the players, but I'm not mm-hmm. sure the ins and outs yet, because we yet to speak, I don't know if Pete's spoken to Barry or anything about it, the chairman, but we're going to be taking ownership of this, there's going to be plans to transform it into a match day bar, which... Is what we need on that, it, like it, yeah, it used to be, it, yeah, used, it used to be a bar before for us. We used to use it. We used to use it all the time yeah. on match days, etc. Et it's quite a big space as well. Yes, yeah, it's, it's a big space. So we'll have the the bar under the stand, the outside fan zone, the bar in the north corner, and we'll have a bar, another indoor bar. Uh, as Pete, well. Pete so, they'll, pro- they'll probably close another bar down, like they have the other outdoor bar. So we actually haven't really got any more bars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they they built another That's bar and closed one of the bars down, um, but. It, it, it kind of leads on to thing like Pete, me and you went to see Paul Merson at, at Horsham Football Club last year, a massive earner for them, like a decent venue that you can have. But I know Trevor, you said Barnet hold events, you know, hold, did you say they hold weddings and stuff as well? And, yeah. you know, that, that this is probably Shields could do the same if they wanted to. And yeah, this is yeah, what we, we do blood, lifeblood. Already. Yeah, that's the thing about lifeblood of like non league clubs. And yes, we hire our pitch, but that doesn't earn all the money. Um, so, yeah, that what I'm alluding to is if it had been ready in time and this had been sorted out maybe a year ago for the, uh, for the World Cup, we might have had a really good opportunity mm. to make more money. Yeah, very much. Very much. Um, but, it's not quite the B. Going back to it, how do we think clubs are going to target these uh, like World Cup fixtures and like non, non-playing are probably up to League One? Is it up to League One or is it... I think League One yeah. can still play, but there'll be a lot of postponements, won't there? It'll be mainly League Two and below, I won't think, it? I think I think it's the Premier League and the Championship are off for four weeks in League One and League, or is it the Premier Premier League off for four weeks? The Championship missed two weeks. League One and Two carries on as normal. But I guess there'll probably still be some postponements because there's quite a few, like the some national clubs will have. Um... I think you've got to get three call ups to get a postponement, yeah. so that's going to. When it comes to a World Cup, it's a little bit different to a set of friendlies or qualifiers yeah. because yeah. everyone's going on. Yeah. So what do we think clubs will do? Do you think it'll be a sort of... Because the games are going to be at random times, aren't they? Because I think, was it three hours in front, four hours in front in Qatar? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Four, well, I think, I, yeah, I've heard of kickoff times. Uh, 10 in the morning, one in the afternoon, four in the afternoon and seven in the evening uh, time. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's very spread out. Very You've got a good timings. opportunity there, haven't we? You could get if your clubs could open for 10 a.m. and you mm-hmm. know, starting 10 a.m., they've got one at one, you yeah, know, afternoon football. Yeah, but some people have to go to work, James. <laughs> but I'm talking more about the Saturday, I'm yeah, talking more about the Saturdays, yeah, yeah, Saturday, the weekends, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I can't see clubs being open during a weekday for it, there will be some, but as you say, like you know, but it's like well, they can open, any yeah, they can open of an evening if it's an evening game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and if it's England, if England are playing midweek, mm. but no matter what time it's on, there'll be plenty of mm. people watching. Mm. No, it's um, it's going to be an interesting time. I think we, we'll probably record one more before before that, and then it'll be the World Cup will start, and we'll be into Ooh. the World Cup after that. Um, it'll be interesting to see. I'm hoping people take the opportunity and instead of having non-league day, we have non-league month. Go and support yeah. like proper football, not this greed that we're constantly seeing which is one of the main reasons why it's in Qatar I mean I saw an article the other day it was it was ridiculous like they're charging 200 pounds a night for some basically a porter cabin class as a luxury lodge and they're not even built yet and they, it's going to be 
I think it's going to be an absolute joke. There's not enough hotels. I don't know if you guys knew this. There's not enough hotels because all the delegations from FIFA and the clubs have taken up pretty much most of the hotels in Qatar <laughs> and the surrounding areas. There's not enough people for fans to go. So what is going on? This is just proving, I mean, the flights are extortion as they would be for any World Cup, but there's going to be nowhere to people. They're doing luxury glamping, I think, read for 350 quid a night. Um, and this basically just put a load of tents in it, literally in the desert. There's not going to be any facilities. They're like temporary toilets, not like a proper glamping site it should be it's just gonna it's gonna be a joke and i feel sorry for anyone that's dedicated enough to go there because i don't think it's gonna be exciting i'd rather be in the freezing cold at home watching non-league football and watching the odd england game or other game on my tv at home or down the pub with some friends absolutely yeah, absolutely and, and, and they've only got designated drinking areas as well haven't they you can't yeah, drink, i think it's, you I think can't it's drink an hour or two street. before the stadium um yeah. before the game opens and then two hours after it closes but apparently there's non-alcoholic pop-up places hey, you'd struggle wouldn't you <laughs> yeah, who's, who's, who wants non alcoholic beer? If I have a beer, I want beer. You know what I mean? It's got a funny taste, non alcoholic beer. I don't know that. Anyway, um, I've never on. tried it. I, I refuse to. Let's let's go to. Oh, I got a free one the other week, and it just tasted funny. Um, Trevor, you you wrote a blog on footballwriting.co.uk about. Well, no, it was your Trevor Nell substat for Barnet, and uh, you were quite critical of the club again. Um, what's What's going on? Do you think there? Like, what what are your latest thoughts for the listeners? Like, you're not best pleased, are you? No. <laughs> do you know what? I'm fed up talking about it. I really am. It's really it's, oh, well. Because you, you've got a season ticket for them this year, haven't you? Yeah. Like, so it must be equally frustrating because you're obviously committing a bit more time to them this year than you maybe have done in previous seasons. And it's just what's what's going on? Just just sort of it's sum it up in. Two words. Keep Two it clean. Utter embarrassment. Have you not seen the hot dog picture going round on Twitter from the weekend? No, literally, what was that? Literally, not even a full hot dog in a bun with a slice of cheese wrapped over the top for four quid. Oh. Does mm. it look like one of those ones that I got out of tin from like, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, Costco? Yeah, yeah, like one of those, you know, ye, ye old oats. <laughs> oh, yeah, the ones that are like <laughs> ambient yeah, on the shelves yeah, of Morrison. Yeah, yeah, yeah honestly. Yeah. Uh, horrendous, mate. It's... um. From, from from everything like we 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 thought was going right from the summer, the match day experience is horrendous. But you speak to away fans as well, and it's no different for them. I've speaking to a couple of Maidenhead fans today who we play this coming weekend, and their experiences last year don't sound that fantastic. As it is, I've asked one of them to if they go Saturday because his uh, I think his young young boy plays in the team to uh, drop me a message afterwards and and let me know what goes on. But um. It's it is it's extremely it's extremely frustrating. It's embarrassing with what you see. We can't even get the basics right across hosting a national league fixture for for supporters. Go on, Pete. You mentioned you you mentioned the bar. The bar, yeah. What's the problem with the bar? The we bar me. Where do you want me to start? Um, okay, is it that bad? The, well, the away bar last year, I think when we played Notts County, had a wedding going on underneath. Underneath actually the main stand that they were in. Yeah. Yeah. You you may raise your eyebrows, Mr. May, but yeah, that's a, that's a common occurrence. You think how many Saturdays there are in the calendar when, when we're away from home and yet you can put a wedding on there. Yeah. But they're 20 to 25k a time. So Tony's not going to turn that down. No. But um, what, what, so, what, um, why, why though? Because like, obviously we, we went end of season two years ago mm. and you've got the most amazing facilities mm. and like you know invested a hell of a lot and you're telling us about the medical mm. stuff you've got there that's somebody only in the uk but it's as you say it's embarrassing you've got 
pub like Hungerford Town doing their burger that gets like sort of thing and it's not cost them. It's a real small family run, almost club type atmosphere. Yeah, you've got Barnet who ultimate goal is to get back in the football league doing crap like this and embarrassing themselves. What is it? What why is what is Tony lost interest, do you think? Is it like does he more is he more bothered about the actual facilities rather than the actual team and the ground or Yeah, of course what, he is. I mean if you um if he if if you read through the supporters minutes, the the classic line he put in that uh, that, that that was trotted out that the chairman puts hundred and ten thousand of his own money into subsidising the loss of the football club. He doesn't. It comes from the hive. It doesn't come from his own pocket. It's absolute rubbish that they that the the person that sat in that meeting trotted that out. And if you're a, if you're a sensible football fan, you'll understand and dig a bit further and you understand a bit more than what goes on on, on, on just the surface. If you wanted to buy that club, you'd buy the badge and the wage bill. Nothing else. That's all that's left of Barnet mm-hmm. Football Club. And the ironic thing is the only reason we have the hive is because of the sale of Underhill that went into building what he's got in and around. And the football club always lost money. He's been in he's been in charge as long as I've been supporting, which is about 20, 25 years, I think. So it's not as if it's an alien thing to him, but it's always going to lose money. It's never going to be able to. And we were sold that moving from Underhill to the Hive will allow Barnet Football Club to compete with other clubs that have got massive income streams, massive support bases and everything. So if the Hive's not making enough money, then the football club isn't going to make any money for definite. And what I don't understand... Be... Oh, sorry, Chris, go for it. No, sorry, I was just going to say, I'd be worried if I was going to have a wedding there, <laughs> if they can't get a hot dog right, how are they, how are they going to get a wedding buffet or breakfast right? Completely different caterers. But that, why, right. why can't those caterers do what exactly. they can do for the wedding for the football club? Yeah. But like I said, the whole basics is is just wrong. A couple of my mates that I go with, both season ticket holders as well, they started this weekend for the FA Cup game, um, eating at the cafe and drinking at the bar that's on Canners Park High Street, just by the tube station, and starting their own match day experience there. Because people just aren't fed up of giving it enough chances yeah. for it to improve. And it's just going backwards. I mean, if I was if I was a senior club official, no matter who, who, who I was within that club, I'd be embarrassed at some of the stuff that has come out this week. What I've written, what other people have written, what the guys on the Beast pod, um, podcast have done as well. You know, if you're if you're not embarrassed by that, then you might as well just chuck the towel in and go and go and try something else, go and do something else. Well, Trev, this is one of the reasons like, you know, I, there was a little bit of bone contention from I know I was quite outspoken about it last season at Worthing, you know, with um you know, the bar price and stuff. And I'm still quite outspoken and I I will be because, you know, I do believe that being on the supporters committee is part part of it. And I will call it out. And I do mention from time to time, I still cannot believe that our club is not doing things like happy hour. So now as Pete quite rightly knows that Pete, the, the local working men's club, around the corner, do a happy hour before the game, happy hour behind the game, or it's cheaper anyway. So a lot of the fans go, like they've had this fantastic new fan zone put in. And Pete, you've been there a couple of times with us after. There's been only a handful of people there where there should be tens and fifty, hundreds of people enjoying the weather. But because the beer prices are all still, like I think the cheapest part now is 470, which is fine. It's still relatively reasonable compared to some bars in the town. But, you know, it, it, they're, 
there's this sort of almost snobby attitude that like some of the bars that are cheaper are rubbish like Weatherspoons but Weatherspoons always has an atmosphere <laughs> like it doesn't matter where you go there's always an atmosphere in that spoons and you're getting beers for 199 Taring Club may just be a room but it's a it's a room with an atmosphere because there's lots of people there going even they they open the bar um on a training night on a Thursday you get maybe I'd say four to five people watching it I mean Pete's friend Jerry he's down there quite a lot you get the odd other couple of people but you know they they promised they were going to do drinks promotions and they yet to do it yet but they won't even promote it so why are they not lining the coffers? You've got the Europa League gone. Do a pound off on those nights, at least a pint or something like that. And this is where you say, Trev, people are going to start doing their own match day experiences because we all know the cost of living. It's getting more and more. And, you know, whatever's going on in the political world, I can't keep up with at the moment, but like any of us. But people are going to start choosing. And, you know, that's going to hurt the coffers of the club. And you can't keep using the sort of, you can't keep using the bias of, or oh, if you don't drink here, you're not going to, the club's going to suffer. It's like, well, make it affordable for me too, because mm. I, I ain't no businessman, but I'm pretty sure if, if you had 50 people drinking uh, a pound, a pound a pint less, so 370 a pint before a game compared to maybe 10 or so before a game at full price, you're going to be making more money on that 50, uh, 50 people at happy hour prices. So why the club won't do this? It's the same with the food and drink they, they brought in, uh, I don't know if you've seen it, Trev. Like, so I I'm not sure if you have you been to a league game this season so far at Worthy. Yeah, I went to the very first one. Yeah, they, they had the pizza stall there, didn't they? Yeah, and it's like and, no and they had something different for the um, Wickham friendly as well, didn't Schwa they? What shawarma and stuff like that? Yeah, and it's and it's kind of like yeah, it's nice. But do people go to football to eat chicken shawarma and a pizza? I'm not really sure they do. <laughs> the chicken shawarma comes much later, doesn't it, Pete? After a few pints after. Is it? And I've never tried it. No, you're yes. in the kebab, the kebab house. <laughs> <laughs> it does make me laugh a little bit because, like, you know, people want a pint when they go to Barnet. They want to eat food. They want to go in the club shop. They actually want to put money in Tony's pocket, which is what I put in the blog. It's like, you know, what 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 point of that do you not get that actually that eats into wherever the 110,000 is coming with? It's not going to not be massive great amounts, but... You're stopping people actually trying to give you money. I don't, for someone who's a, such a successful businessman in what he's done outside mm. of the club, what are you playing at? And, 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 and you know, in this generation of social media and like TikTok and all this crap, like, you know, you have the non league food and the footy food and whatever it is on Twitter, footy scrans. Pete, mm. uh, Pete sticks to the back teeth of me going about my seaside burger at Worthing, but I think we should come, uh, we should have the seaside fish chips, mashed peas in a bun. But again, burger. I think, yeah, like I think James, look what Shields It puts it like Shields have got their cob, Hungerford have got their burger, puts a club on a map. And yeah. you know, it's not it's not just food though. You've got a bunch of amateurs at Dorking. You read how many times on Twitter people oh, have yeah. watched that and actually gone to Meadowbank and watched the game, and yeah, people yeah. have gone to Hungerford because they've seen yeah. the burger, and that's what that's what happens. It's so easy to do it. But it's it's so something easy. different as well. Think the southern coast, the southern thing, the being on the sea, fish mm. chips, mushy peas in a roll. It might not be everyone's cup of tea, but it will get it will get traction. You'll get people. All it needs is someone from that footy scrounge, which has got yeah. tens yeah, of thousands exactly. of followers, yeah. um, football league and non-league to go. And then you'll get the groundhoppers because I think there's a new generation of groundhoppers coming now. It's not necessarily for the football. Yeah. It's the food. That's that right. Get. Mm, yeah. yeah. I mean, I've always said it's it's crazy. You look at what Reading City did a couple of years ago. It was that sort of Chinese picker box or something. They had like spring rolls, wings, like sweet and sour pork and seaweed all in a pizza box. You know, it may sound disgusting. It may not be something easy, but it's going to gain traction. And I think this is where a lot of clubs, so Barnet, like Worthing in some aspects, but Barnet even more so of embarrassing like photos like that going around should be targeting it. 
At least mm. it's entertained on the pitch, though. Yeah, yeah. Where are they in the league at the moment? Uh, Bottom. 12, 13, something like that. You say bottom, Pete. <laughs> no, of course I didn't. No, yeah, it was slightly no. better than that this year. There's a there's, <laughs> a there's a few worse teams than us this year, thankfully. Yeah. So moving on to um Peter and myself Worthing. Um little minor bump in the road, I'd say, Pete, in a moment, isn't it? You know, I've got to go now. Gotta go now, James. See you later. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Line's got, breaking up badly. <laughs> can't can't get can't get a win out of anywhere, and yet. We still sit pretty in sixth, I think it is, in the table at the moment. And... Oh, it's, I, I, I get so frustrated with all this. I get so frustrated because it's all, it's all like, oh, we haven't, we haven't won in four. Oh, it's doom and gloom, blah, blah, blah. If someone had said to me at the start of the season, after 12 games, you'll be sitting on, I think it's 21 points, mm-hmm. uh, won five, uh, drawn five, lost two. Um, I'd, I'd have snapped the bloody arm off, to be honest. Yeah. And like I say, just because we've had a blip, okay, a couple of the games we deserve to, to lose in the FA Cup. We had one shot on target against Eastbourne. You're, you're never going to win a game if you can't if you can't shoot, you can't score, <laughs> basically. Mm. Um, Concord away, we should have been 3-0 up comfortably at half-time, came away with a point. Uh, I can't remember who it was after that. Was it Hemel Hempstead? Uh, no, it was the FA Cup, then it was uh, Hemel, yeah. Yeah, similar. Yeah, like Hemel, Hemel. It was just a yeah, frustrating that, game where that, we turned yeah. it on. It was ten minutes to go, and that's it. And that's uh, it, it, yeah, and that, that was a draw, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. We Ollie Pierce equalised, and then we could have probably won it, but missed a sitter. I think it was. Or, uh, it, it, but the thing is, is what people are saying, and uh, you know, d- these strikers that did so well last year are surprisingly not firing on cylinders, which you maybe thought they would have done, and they're not finishing chances given to them, and that's yeah, maybe but... where the frustrations coming from. But of course, we've we lost a key player in Jasper Pattenden. Now Marvin Armstrong's gone to Barney. Is he going to start for Barney yet? No, no. That's a... he, but this is what he, I don't understand. He won't. He's bought yeah. for next year. Simple as that. Oh, okay. Well, right. we picked him up because he's not on contract. We you, we move quickly. Otherwise, yeah. we'd have been able to pay something for him. But can we have him back on loan? Uh, no, he's on the bench at the weekend. We're a little, we're a little short, so. <laughs> okay, um, so you've you've got a player like Sammy McLeod's come in, a uh, big combative um, midfielder who I think is uh, red card rating to happen sometimes. Uh, it doesn't show a uh-huh. challenge. Is uh, yeah, is I like the aggressiveness and stuff, but I think some it, it might is going to be one of them. I think um, yeah. So he wasn't he wasn't great on Saturday. Um, so, but yeah, I'm not going for this doom and gloom. We've got, oh, in, no, no, we've, no, we've no. got, we've got injuries now as well. So we, we've sort of got the, you know, the problem Dawkins had last season. Well, yeah. Trev, you were, were going to say well. something. No. Yeah. Well, I think going back to the, you know, very first game against Dover, when I said then that this level, you, you get your chances, you've got to take them. You don't you get a second them. chance. And, um, you know, and, and I think Pete as well, it's not just, it's not just Worthing fans that, a doom and gloom in it's 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 football in general itself with you know my 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 slogan or my motto is football's built for the success of yesterday not the foundations of tomorrow mm. and you've got a win yesterday not worry about tomorrow and the game after that it's, mm. and it's it i just see it filtering all the way all the way through in in lots of clubs and you just think hang on be a be a bit realistic in um you know what watching maidstone at the, at the moment hacks really under hate Hacking Hay Wrestling's really under some some pressure there, and you know I've, I've I'm in a couple of fan groups of theirs on Facebook and stuff, and 
You know, they're not they're not going. The owners aren't going to invest anymore in the team. They've got some horrendous injuries at the moment, and people are split between getting hack out, hack stays. You know, are we are we are we trying to finish mid table in our first season back in this division, or yeah. is staying up going to be? Sorry, you're buying a new toothbrush, James. No, I'm just looking something up, and this bloody advert came. Sorry. The wonders yeah. of live radio. <laughs> wonderful, isn't it? I was on such a oh, flow then as well. Sorry, anyway, mate. And, you know, it's, you know, like, I think, I, I just think some everyone's expectations all of a sudden are realistic. And I don't know if it comes down a little bit to those two lost years and some teams are in the position they should be now and some are still not there yet. And everyone's like, come on, we should have been there yesterday. We're not going to yeah. get there tomorrow. We want to get there yesterday. And, I don't, it's just a whole non-league thing in general, I think, in a, in a lot of cases. And I know it's kind of, what's the word, not alarming, but slightly concerning in a way because we can't all win games. Yeah. But I think I had the other day was somebody uh, somebody said to me, um, oh, but basically uh, Adam's been told uh, not to get promoted because we haven't got the money uh, for the ground improvements, et cetera, et cetera. But we was at the AGM the other week, and this person wasn't at the AGM. Right. And we were questioning the board, as you do. Yeah. Um, and they were saying, there's no, there's no limit. There's no limit. You know, no one's been told anything. We, we just go. We just try and progress year on year and mm-hmm. see, see, where, see where the journey takes us. That was coming directly from the board. So I'd be very surprised if, if anyone has turned around to the management and said, oh, so, come on, calm down a little bit. You know, we can't afford to go up. I think yeah. that would be the most stupid policy in the history of football of to, yeah. to, to even come up with something like that. So I just know what Adam Hedgewood's yeah. like. I think he would go if he if that was the actual yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. He'd be straight yeah. out. He'd be like, you've got no ambition. I'm off. Yeah. yeah. I think as well, Pete, if we go back to the sponsors and fans thing that you and I were at last year, Barry stood up then and said, Adam will have a competitive budget. We're not going there just to make the numbers up. We're going to be competitive. And, the, you know, the start you've had, you are competitive. Simple as that. I mean, I I said beginning of the season, I think you'll finish just outside the playoffs. You'll be very close to it. But there's a few clubs this year, like Bath and Chelmsford, um, and possibly Welling. I know they've had a bit of investment, got some really good players there. They're doing slightly better than I expected. And there's a few clubs underneath them that haven't quite hit stride yet. Yeah. And then you've got Ebsley and Haven't who are walking away with mm-hmm. it at the moment. Well, yeah. Yeah, uh, that was going to be a little bit expected. And, and, yeah, and they're the two teams with the biggest biggest budgets in the mm. league. So, yeah. you know, it, it's sort of panning out. And, you know, I, I said if we get mid-table this season, I'll be, I'll be more than happy with that. Same, oh, with us. Same with us. What you said before there, in the first 10 games, if you repeat that, that's take that as a quarter of your season, you repeat that for the next three quarters, that's playoff form? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you look what uh, happened to Dawkins, but like, you look what happened to Dawkins. Like, I'd rather have a little blip now and then, you know, have a good run. But the thing is, is for me, like, it's like, it's completely different for me from what was last season. I saw pure frustration because I think it was like you, Chris, and, you know, the whole COVID seasons, we were top of the league. And the fact it could, it obviously didn't for us, but it did for you. It got taken out of our hands and we, we, we got the promotion and you didn't. And that's a pure frustration from my side. It was last season when we weren't winning these games, we should have been winning. But this season, 
it's not it's not it's not a frustration i'd say it well it is frustrating because you know you've been at some of these games where you should be winning the games or you know you're just playing poorly and that's just being a football fan but exactly yeah. like Pete said if i if i was if someone told me we'd be sick on 21 points whether it is that this in sort of coming towards the end of october in uh in our first year in the national league south i'd happily take that you know i i agree with trev i said you know i'd like us i i i put us to just inch into the playoffs um but i think if we inched anywhere else than that it would be i think it would be mid-table just outside the playoffs as trev says but then we build on it adam will know what players work and what don't work he's learning he's a manager that's never managed at this level the thing is is obviously you know if if there are ever any frustration shown like these rumors coming around i do think he would be out there and if a right job offer went because he, he he's even said to me before he's this is career he wants to be a football manager you know, whether that means he can take Worthing as high as he can get or if another offer comes in from another club, he'd be out there and you couldn't fault the guy for doing so because, you know, his goal would be to manage in the professional leagues. Trev? I'll just throw one in the hat at the moment. Aldershot are managerless. That might appeal full-time. Mm, I don't know. Like, I know what Hinch is like. I don't think right now because he's... He's just moved his family he's to just, I mean, Pete, and the kids are just, settled in school. Yeah, he's got young yeah but Worthing to Aldershot is not too, not too bad. It's not, it's not the end of the world. It's yeah. not awful. It's not awful, but it's it's bad enough after a late Tuesday night away or something. But at but, the but same time, though, if you've got ambition to move up and... No, true. You know, I, if it doesn't happen with Worthing, you know, and, and, and again, people will recognise not only what he's done the last three years, but what he's already done in 10 games this season... And that is his card will be marked, but people will be looking. Yes, to try and get him up and this is why the yeah. board the board have got to keep an eye on this because I think he's only got another year left of his contract or year and a half as we speak right now, and I think they need to be careful because if he gets to the end of this season, if he puts us in the playoffs and we maybe don't get promoted or like that, then you're going to have clubs in the national league, possibly even league two, sniff around going, well, look what this guy's done on limited mm. budgets. Mm-hmm. What could he do for us? And then we lose Adam Hinchwood, who's been the best thing since Worthing probably ever have had. And you could get someone that replaces him that isn't anywhere near as good, doesn't have the support of the fans, and it could fall apart. So it's one of those things that I guess the club have got to do. And it, it sounds like doom and gloom, and it's not by anyone listening. It's not doom and gloom. It's I'm saying you're happy depressing me, now. James. <laughs> <laughs> but it's 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 been it's being realist though, Pete. I think it's being a realist though, isn't it? Because you, I get fed up with people saying, "Oh, it's all doom and gloom" as well, because it's not. Um, it really isn't. It's like, if, we, yeah. if, if we're here this time, if we're here this time next month, we haven't won a game since then. Then yeah, maybe we can start thinking it's getting a bit worrying now because you go on a bad run. But there's a hell of a long way to go yet. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but then you look at it as well that you know you're on a bad run at the moment. But are you heading down to where your natural position is? That's what I think of of where yeah. we are. We, we're naturally low. We started very well. We were never going to yeah. maintain that, and we're heading down to where I think we are going to finish. Mm-hmm. And that's, yeah. you know, yeah. um, it's just being realistic. I'd love us to be in with a shot of the playoffs, but realistically tells me that we've got to wait till this summer to get some better players in on top of the upgrades we made this year on last year's players to be able to go to that extra level. Yes. And I think, uh, and, and I think, you know, uh, follow, following Worthing home in a way as I do, it, it's, this, this journey is brilliant because I've had, I've had three seasons of the same grounds, the same teams and everything. And this season, I'm going to all these new places, mm-hmm. some new shitholes. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, name some, them, Pete. Go on, name them. But some good grounds as well. Concord. <laughs> um, but... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> or something like that there. 
Um, but yeah, going going to all, all of his, you know, new play. It's it's an adventure for us fans going going away. We were in a cracking booze of the, the other day, just around the corner from where was we sat day? Braintree. That's it. Yeah, cracking little booze just around the corner from Braintree, and you know, making it out away day, a few games of pool, some of the lads had, and and the rest of it. And like you say, you make you're making away day. We came away, we lost, but you know, it's not doom and gloom. It's just an interesting, it's going to be an interesting season, isn't it? It will be uh, to see where we end up, what happens, you know, let, let's, let's wait and see. Um, the naysayers need to say nay less, I think. Uh, if that's a saying, I don't know. Um, but, you know, we got, you just got to wait and see. Um, anyway, Chris, you, you were saying that your league form, you need to catch up uh, because of the success in the FA Cup. Is, is there any sort of worry that you might take this FA Cup, the team might take it in, take it too much into glory and maybe not do with the job where they need to do the job? Um, not yet. No, I, I think if we got to the third round of the FA Cup, then I'd be starting to be a bit hmm, because there'd be, be another postponement for the second round, another postponement for the third round, and then it just starts mounting up. But you know, um, this squad of players um, is very, very good. Lots of experience, lots of winners who've done it at higher levels. So at the moment, it's a case of playing catch up. It's not in, insurmountable at all. Um, we've got to actually go out and do it. You know, we, we threw away a victory at FC United two weeks ago. We should have been out of sight at half time. And you know, it, it's it's those little moments where you know you've got to be you've got to manage your games in the games, but also you've got to manage you, you've got to manage the season. So at the moment, we're managing the season okay. Um, I'd be a bit more worried if we got to the second, well, third, fourth round of the FA. I'd be delighted, but worried at the same time. Yeah, it would be good. Uh, but I guess it's let's wait and see uh, what they do. And um, you know, it's it's very hard to start sort of painting pictures and I was gonna, what's going to happen I was gonna, in I was gonna, six, six months' time for now. Sorry, mm. sorry, James. I was going to I was going to ask Chris with the uh, with Scun Four. Mm. Obviously, they're having a nightmare in the yeah. In, in the National League, I mean, 23rd, 11 points from 13 games. Um, what did you make of them? I and mean, do you think they've got problems and they could be going to Nash? You could be playing them again next season if you get promoted and they get relegated. I have to be honest, I wasn't there. Okay. <laughs> I've only seen I, I've, I've only seen the highlights. Um, I was actually at my daughter's in Manchester. I'm having a nightmare with this cup run. So not only have I got a wedding ceremony on the the first round proper, I booked a weekend away in Manchester thinking that Shields were away to Radcliffe Borough. We might have been able to take the game in because it's only 20 minutes from my daughters. Yeah, but but now you're doing well in the Cup, Chris, and you haven't been able to make it. You know you've got to keep away. Otherwise, yeah. Yeah. Otherwise yeah. everyone will blame yeah. you. That's, what, that's yeah. like trying for a TV game. Um. I, uh, I haven't been to, I haven't been to a cup game. I I, I, I haven't been stay, to any. Yeah, stay away, stay away. So I'm probably going to stay. Away. I'm, well, I'll, I'll be able to get there for four o'clock <laughs> if we're at three o'clock on Saturday. So. Um, but no, I've seen the highlights. I'm um, Scunthorpe, and, and I've been you know watching um, the stuff on social media. Fans 
statements and they're a, they're a club in turmoil. Um, Saturday was there was a, a look looking at the supporters that I saw on the on the on the TV on YouTube. There was a look of um, there was a look of resignation on the supporters' faces when Shields took the lead. And yeah, I think yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's, it's yeah, the club is in the doldrums. It's as simple as that. So it was mentioned earlier. You know, Shields are a team. You know, who are going places this year. Sundup are struggling. Now we've got Forest Green, who are struggling in League One. It, it, that's a winnable game. It's about momentum, isn't it? And um, that's why I'm a big advocate of having points in the bag. Worthing have had a great start. Yes, you'll have a blip. No team is perfect. We're not all going to do an Arsenal invincible thing. It's, it's, those days are gone. Um, Manchester City got beat yesterday, didn't they? So mm. any team can lose a football match. It's about it's, it's what counts over a season. So um, Scunthorpe are in trouble. Yeah. They, yeah, they, just looking at the reaction of the supporters, reading some of the fans' statements. Um, yeah, they're in the doldrums, and there's, mm. it's going to be difficult for them to get out of it. I think. Yeah, and I want to ask Trevor. Torquay, what's happening with Torquay? They're underneath them for, and they're yeah, I know, yeah. Play, um, playoffs. Basically, well, 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 basically, the playoff team that Gary had what three years ago, two, three years ago. Um, literally most of those players over the last few years have left have gone on to bigger and, and better things and again you don't replace quality with quality you end up with a slide a slide down the table but um, I've spoken to spoken to Dean Brennan a couple of times about talking and he thinks he, he thinks they'll be alright they'll get out of it I must admit I don't think I had them um, I can't don't think I had them in my bottom four Scunthorpe I had there or thereabouts because I just thought you know they are for want of a better word, they're a, they're a basket case for a club at the moment for anybody that wants to touch them. And well, imagine would... that it could be Scunthorpe versus South Shields, it all goes right. Would you ever have thought something like that a few years ago? It's crazy. Well, the same with Stockport playing yeah. teams in the National League North and that from where they were a few years ago. Um, it, it, it you know, it does happen. And when you drop into that National League as well, it's funny watching fans come into the National League group I'm a moderator on on Facebook and giving it all the large, thinking that, you know, they're only on loan for a season and that, and they win the first game and then they don't win for seven after that because the stark reality is that they can't understand going to places like Altrincham, Gateshead, Dorking, no disrespect to any of those clubs because they're proper non-league clubs. But when you're used to going to a Mansfield, a Rochdale or something like that with a four, four-sided seated stadium, you know, it's a massive culture shock and, and um, you know, but, it gives them a chance to restart almost the club again next year, providing they can stay out the bottom four. You know, similar similar story for Oldham, to be honest. And mm. it happened for South End last year, although they're still having a, a few mayorish off issues off the pitch as well, which don't seem to go away. But um, well, I mean, we've, often, we've often said this, though, haven't we? The big clubs don't seem to be able to take the fall very well at all. You do no. expect them to bounce straight back, but there's reasons why they are in the position they are. Yeah, and um, I mean some of the, you know some of the things that I looked at that were upsets on the weekend. I wasn't surprised Shields beat Scunthorpe. I wasn't mm. surprised Needham beat Maidstone because of how Maidstone played against us a couple of weeks ago, and a couple of the others that while they look a shock on the outside, um, they were all really prime, you know, right for, mm. uh, for, for you know to to be even beaten. There's a the, the, this thing about the National League being non-league. We've said I'm sure we've said it in previous podcasts. The the there's no real drop in standard between League Two and the National no. League. So if you struggled in League Two, you're going to struggle in the National League. It's as yeah. simple as that. 
And yeah. these supporters who think otherwise need to have a quick reality check mm. because even mid-table in the National League, to me, mid-table in League Two. Okay. Should, should we have a League Three then? No, I'd yeah. start this again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I mean, if you look at how many sides are part-time in the National League at the moment, it's, you know, there is hardly anyone. You've probably got four or five part-time teams, that's it. Chris, obviously yeah. you've seen it with Sunderland in League One, and I say to us, respect to Charlton, like, you know, but Sunderland had, what, a five-year stay in League One before they managed to get out of it? And, you know, it, it just, I think, I, it used to, I, that's one thing that used to annoy years. me, because and it's nothing against you, but a lot of Sunderland fans are like, we're too big for this. And I know you've personally said, no, it's not, because if your club can't yeah, manage yeah. it properly, it's no club's too big to no. be anywhere. I mean, it'd be a bit weird if City no, were down in the National what... League in a few years' time, but, you know. <laughs> yeah. If your players aren't good enough, doesn't matter how big mm. your stadium is, how big your club is, or you think you might be, if your players aren't good enough, they're not good enough. And Sunderland's players weren't good enough for a long period of time. Then last season, they got some decent players in who, who could play at that level. They were well-organised and got out of the league. This season, Sunderland are doing okay because they're well-organised. Mm. They've got some reasonable players. It's it's like, if, like I've just said, if you struggle in League 2 and you don't... If you don't improve... Your squad, you're going to struggle in the national league because it's more or less the same standard. So, mm. well, it's like I say, I say, I get annoyed at Charlton fans saying we're too big for League One. It's like we're not, we're not. No. We've got a poor owner. We've got we've got a poor squad. You know, we might have a great ground like Sunderland did, and you know, there's other teams that have got really good grounds that should be at a high level. But as you say, it's it's the players and the squad. And if you, your owner ain't going to invest, which is what you need in days of football nowadays, your team's never going to progress. Yeah, uh, you look- yeah like you say, it's it's nothing to do with. With no. your, sta- your stadium but, and your fans, no, but Pete, we went, we went up, to, we went up, we won, the, we won that amazing playoff that Chris would hate to remember is when Cholton beat Sunderland two, two one in the four seconds from the end of the game, and you know we, you know we we had a really really, we had a poor, well, not a poor squad, but a, a squad that were made up of no money, free transfer and everything like that. But because you only wouldn't invest, that's one of the main reasons why. We went straight back down to League One the season after, which was such a shame. COVID didn't help, but this is what um, this is what happens in these clubs. They they think they're big and mm-hmm. they think they're you know. And mm-hmm. this is what this is probably what the reason why you're seeing teams like Torquay and you know and you know Stockport and you know uh, sorry not Stockport, um, Scunthorpe, Scunthorpe, Stockport yeah, yeah, as well. Scunthorpe was we were yeah. saying they're all down there. And, you know they could fall further. And as we said, joking aside, they could be, if the Shields get promoted, they could be games where you may have fought Chris five, six, seven years ago. You'd never have seen them in the National League North playing playing at non-league football level. All I'm going to say is when I was a 15-year-old boy going to watch South Shields in the Vaux Wearside League, um, I we always say, wouldn't it be class to be in the conference? So to be in yeah. the National League setup, you know, would be huge for me. Yeah. That would be like, Almost like a dream fulfilled, you know, going back yeah. to when I was a kid. That's why it's great to see. Yeah, that was a long time like, ago. <laughs> Not as long as you know, Pete, I don't think, is it? <laughs> but that's what we like to see. But um, guys, 30, just before we wrap more up. More than 30 years ago, I know that. <laughs> um, I know we. I, I said off air like just be interested like the just to sort of wrap up the EFL we're talking a bit of EFL here we're not an EFL podcast but they've they've laid out plans to scrap the 3pm blackout from the fixtures from 24-25 so TV channels like Sky and they're doing it from what I understand is to try and attract people like Amazon and Netflix and stuff to see if they would get involved which you know it would be great if you could be someone, you could tune in on Amazon at three o'clock and you're not at, at home be able to watch the game. But are we at risk 
of this mm. trickling down the entire football system. And, you know, we've already talked about the streaming and the National League and stuff like that. Obviously, they've eased the restrictions on highlights, which is good for, like, you know, National League stuff, because that was one of the bones and contentions yeah. I had when we went up the league. Do we think this could become... Although everywhere else in the world, you could be on holiday and you could watch it at home uh, on holiday and anything yeah. in the States. You know, our former contributor, Johnny, he can watch every single Premier League championship game at three yeah. o'clock. Yeah, that, that, that's that's fair enough if, you, if you're abroad. If you're in this country, 3pm kickoff should not be shown because if it's a pissing down day in the middle of December, people are going to go, I'm going to walk up the road to, to watch Worthing or another local non-league team or whatever, or I'm going to stay in and watch, I'll, I'll watch a, a League One game that's on the telly, on Prime or Netflix or Sky or whatever. And all that's going to do is take away from clubs. But I as think, Trevor, as Trevor knows, bad, but I think the, co- the, con- the country's too small to do it. But from Trevor and myself liking American sports, then you would know that there are regional blackouts. That, so you couldn't go, if, if say Tampa or Dallas were playing at home and if they sold a certain amount of seats and there's still a certain amount available or something, I think it's unless it's a sellout or something, is it, Trevor, that they won't put it on local television? Is that, am I right? No, I think they black it out completely regardless. Just so you they can't still black it out. Yeah, yeah. You literally can't we, watch it. Unless we went back to the old form of TV where it was like the ITV regions, which we still do have, but it's not as it used to be. Mm-hmm. You're never going to really be able to do that, are you? And it'd be so yeah, easy now with the internet streams to do it. Yeah. It's 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 still going to affect it. It's still going to affect the tendencies of football matches. Yes, mm, yeah. it's yeah. still it's still going to affect it. Yeah. Like I say, if it's if it's a if it's you know a midweek game at seven o'clock, you, you know we see it all the time with Champions League, and we've still got fixtures and things. And you know it doesn't have a huge effect, but I think if we drag it in for the three o'clock, then I, I think it's going to be detrimental to the game, and I don't, yeah. don't I can't mm. be having it. No, but I, I, I sadly think though, Pete, I think that the invent of streaming, things like Netflix and Prime, which are brilliant services, I, 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 I think it will happen. I do think the blackout will be removed. I, I can see it happening within the next five years. I don't know if you feel the same. It might not be what we want or what I believe is right for the game, but I can see it happening. I can, I can well, see it coming, close, but... isn't it? Huh? It should be up to the club. Surely the league, the league management committees would have to ballot the clubs to get there. And if so, if, if if the clubs decide to vote for it, well, they must be happy for it. So it can't. Surely it can't just be a league decision. It has to come from the clubs. Mm. But then, yeah. you sadly, so. a lot you of the club, so. a lot of the clubs are think ka-ching, ka-ching, ka-ching. You got Amazon waving tens of millions in front of them going to stream their thing so they're going to, and any club's not going to say no in this climate and that's the issue you've got with that it'd have to be a league decision rather than a club I'd think mm. it's I'm going to be an interesting on. story to, it's going to be an interesting story to follow I believe it should be the same because I do I do think it would let's just, worry about I, it in 2024 yeah let's, let's see what it, but <laughs> yeah. I'm more, I'm more yeah. concerned but it's, it, it's Pete it's like you said though it's like you know if, if someone can stay at home you know we talk about things like beer prices down the club and someone can buy a crate of four beers and watch the Brighton game like which a lot of our local fans or Portsmouth support, rather than coming down to Worthing, spending five will probably be about in twenty to four, probably about ten quid a pint down there. But you know, you go get four pack from Morrison's for a fiver. You know, you know some people I wouldn't, you know, but I wouldn't be drinking ten quid a pint there. But you know, it's it's those things that you can see happening, and sadly, it's it's the modern day world of football we're living in now. I think. Mm, stick the non league yeah anyway right guys I think that's time to wrap it up have anyone got any shout outs Pete you normally have a shout out or two have you got anything tonight uh, I thought you was just going to mention your your one you spotted earlier I did see it this what, the, morning ke- what the toaster man <laughs> yeah 
Kevin, I, I want, I want to it, know. Was okay. it Kevin the toaster or something, or toaster head or something? Yeah, apparently it plugs it in wherever it goes. <laughs> Blythe Spartans, isn't it? Blythe Spartans <laughs> fan. It makes people yeah. I've never heard of them. I've got to say, I've never heard of them. I've until I saw it over the weekend. Do you want a piece of toast at <laughs> halftime? I mean, I, I cannot, I cannot really think of any other extrovert um, foot, um, football fans I've ever seen. I think you got the Pompey guy, the bell ring, and the bell end, Ooh. as everyone calls him in League One. Um, he's actually apparently banned from Portsmouth. I don't know if that's true or not. John Portsmouth Football Club he surname. Was, his name he was is. at some point, wasn't he? Yeah, I don't, yeah, know, I don't know why. Um, I don't. Can you think of any other weird football fans you've encountered over years? No, no. He, Pete, don't say not, me before you think you're funny. <laughs> <laughs> not, not weird ones. No. Like characters like that. I mean, uh, uh, you see drunk ones all the time, but I can't think of any prolific ones like that. Is it Newcastle? There's a guy that always stands over his big beer gut hanging out in the stand. Yeah. See, quite yeah. prolific. He's got NUFC on his belly, hasn't he, or something like that, <laughs> tattooed. Well, um, so, yeah, well, Chris Chris put a couple in the group earlier. What was it? Ken, Kenny, yeah, the we, Kenny the Cat. Kenny the Cat. And Willie the Stick, you know, yeah. the, the, they're not real extrovert fans, you know. It's just nicknames that these guys, these guys have got. I mean, oh. Willie the Stick did have a stick that <laughs> one of these walking sticks had a light on it. I remember putting the light on it at, um, at Morpeth in the FA Vars. In what the is Willie's got a light our, on it? <laughs> after light, yeah, after our lights went out um, in the Vars run, and the game had to be replayed at Morpeth, and so Willie put his. Got You've got to be board. very careful how you say this. <laughs> Willie yeah, Willy put his like... stick. Pilly, stick Willy put his Willie. Yeah. Um, but they're not. They're not. You know, they're not fans that would be re- you know recognised throughout the ground. They're just right. Kenny the Cap and Willie the Stick. All right, fair enough. There you go. And I think I think we had like we got the Wildstone Raider. That was quite a notorious one. We had our Kev Golds, rest in peace. He was, he was a character down worthing, but yeah, they weren't just, as you say just, they weren't extrovert. Yeah, they were just no. characters. He was just he was just funny, wasn't he, Kev? Yeah. He was just and, and we pleasure. always say, don't we? A lot of the boys at Worthing say, Pete, that if Kev had been like caught doing some of the things he had, like the Wildstone Raider did on social media, he probably would have been as famous as him. Yeah, some of the things we've stories we've heard about a number of people on air uh, are quite hilarious to be honest we won't talk about the dog will we oh <laughs> we did a very last premium on the podcast um, guys it's been a good old chat good old week um, FA Cup coming up uh, week on weekend in a week's time two weeks um, two weeks yeah two that's weeks. the word jet lag mate try and get them out and um <laughs> We look forward to seeing if Werbin can pick up the pace again. I tell you what, it's, it's, a, it's a great excuse, that jet lag. You're always jet lagging. Yeah, I know, mate. I know. And politically, James, I can tell you, as it stands, Liz Truss is still Prime Minister. Oh, right. Instead of, it, we'll, instead of Chris, we'll shield, not following it. Will, will Shields be promoted next season, uh, this season? Yeah. It'll be like, will Liz Truss be the PM by the next episode? <laughs> what do we all think? No, no. I say no. 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 <laughs> No, no, no. Well, well, let's leave it at that then. Um, From us all here at the Premier Non-League Podcast, episode 38. I hope you have a full house next time. Thank you all for listening. Good night, everyone.